This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Kate Rutherford has an amazing job as a social media manager at T-Mobile, but on this interview, I wanted to talk to her about something even bigger. I talked to her about her blog, All Things Kate, and how she chronicled her 80-pound weight loss journey, and how she finds the time to balance while navigating through a great, rapidly growing career, really prioritizing her health, her wellness, and her passions. Take a listen. Welcome, Kate, to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here today. And I really want to hear from you, in your words, the story of your career, how you got to where you are today. Well, it's been quite the journey. Um, After I graduated from college, I took an internship at Frontier Communications, and I was in more of a traditional marketing role there. But during that time, I really found that I was passionate about social media. And so I started to, you know, just raise my hand and say, hey, I want to be involved in this. I really love to help build our social channels for Frontier. And so, you know, through that experience, I got some more exposure to social in the corporate world. And then when my internship was up, I um, was able to move into a management position at Frontier for social media. And from there, I really built out uh, Frontier's social media team and, and customer care. And so I was able to see both the marketing and the customer care aspects that feed into social media in a telecommunications setting. Uh, and then recently, I have just taken a position at T-Mobile, um, also working in social media and on the marketing side. Uh, and then personally, I have a blog, All Things Kate, which I started around the time that I started at Frontier. And that was more of a way for me to express my personal style and, I guess, creativity through that medium and, you know, just help me learn a different side being a, being a contributor and one voice to social media as opposed to the voice of a company or a corporation. And so I still have that uh, side project going on today as well. So that's very exciting. So there's a few lessons there that I really like, um, especially for our younger listeners who are starting out in their careers. First, it sounds like really the importance of an internship was really key because that's what was able to get you your first job out of school, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it was um, a really great experience to be able to you know, go into different departments. While I worked in marketing, I was able to go into other departments and get experience and kind of sit with them, watch and learn and see what they did in order to see if it might be something I'm more interested in than what I studied in school or the department that my internship was in. So I was able to just soak up a lot of knowledge and information, which, you know, might not be accessible when you're a full-time employee. 
And talk to me a little bit about when you became a full-time employee, how, how did that come to be? Did you find that you had to like seek out the position and, and kind of raise your hand and say, Hey, I'm interested in this. Or were you just tapped? How does that work when you're, when you're an intern and you're trying to get a job full-time? Uh, I was pretty aggressive and ambitious. I would say appropriately aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had made an, a, lo- a lot of connections within the company. And when my internship was coming to an end, for me, it was a six-month term. I said, you know, I really want to stay on here. I know that there's a need for social media in the company. And I would really like to be a part of that moving forward. And so those connections helped me lobby for my position at the company. And then eventually, yes, I, I got in touch with the right people who were able to make that happen for me. And so in the world of telecommunications, just speaking generally, since you have experience at more than one company and in looking at that, how much of social media do you feel um, is the, or should be really the customer care side, you know, the, the being able to online troubleshoot and that kind of stuff. Um, because as we know, people love to, you know, express their either frustrations or, or great mm-hmm. things online. Um, and how much should be kind of proactive content that, that a telecommunications company is putting out there? Well, I think if you're just starting as a telecommunications company, customer care is going to be the number one thing because yep. unfortunately, most people don't think about their own internet or TV service until it's not working. And then they want it working right then and there, no questions asked. So I think that always comes first in terms of what you're setting up for success, but you have to have the complete view of the strategy. So marketing and content creation is a huge part of that because it's going to speak to, you know, the younger demographics primarily, but as social media continues to be adopted by other demographics as well, you know, it just continues to perpetuate the brand forward. So I would say the customer care, you got to muscle up on right away. And then, you know, it becomes more of that 50, 50 split in terms of the resourcing that you're putting into to both sides. And Kate, you talked about your blog that you have, which is all things Kate, which I'm sure my own mm-hmm. daughter, Kate, would love to read. Talk to me a little bit <laughs> about it. She's nine. I don't know how appropriate it would be, but <laughs> tell me um, a little bit about what you write about and how important is it? Do you find yourself like having to make the time to do it? Is it something that you, you just organically want to make time for? Or is it something that you kind of have to push yourself to do as you're working um, more and more and growing within your career? My blog started really as a way for me to to show my personal style. I I used to be plus size. I've since lost almost 80 pounds. And so awesome. So thank you. So through that experience, you know, my blog started as something very different than what it is today. And at first it was just a way for me to showcase my my style, which was to empower uh plus size women and women who, you know, might not fit that traditional you know, little model role. And so through my health and fitness journey, which I blogged about, my blog has transformed into something more than just sharing photos of myself and my style. Um, now I talk about types of workouts, my, my diet and what that looks like, as well as workout style. So it has, you know, like anything, it can be a chore from time to time, but I would say, you know, 90% of the time, it's something that I really look forward to, because of my full-time job, I blog about twice a week, but then I keep up with my social channels like Instagram and Twitter to be more regular on creating content just in the short, pithy type of type of uh, nuggets of information that are more appropriate for those channels. 
And the fitness and wellness community is just so huge on social. And it must give you such inspiration for the work that you do in your everyday job. I, I would imagine that that would be something that would really keep you fresh. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, seeing it through a different lens while working on Instagram for my blog is very different than my day job. Mm -hmm. I can learn a skill through my blog that I'm like, well, that could apply over here to my day job and I could translate it in this way. And so maybe that will help further my, my day jobs brand forward, as opposed to just creating something for myself. So Kate, I actually have a, a couple of questions for you on this. When you lost the weight, which is so amazing and, and really focused on health and wellness, was that uh, post-college? Was that when you were working? Yes, that was post-college. So talk to me a little bit. One of the things with, with our community and the social ladies is that there's a lot of interest in kind of work-life balance and getting it all done. And I'm really interested in in how you were able to transform your life in that way and some of the steps that you took. And was it hard to do while working? You know, I, I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of the struggles that I hear from women, are like, uh, you know, they put themselves last. They don't put themselves first. They don't prioritize mm -hmm. their health and wellness uh, because of work, because of family, because of whatever. Um, and so I think that's really interesting. And so if you could shed some light on that, that'd be amazing. Sure. So when I started my true, like, I'm going to try and lose weight, I'm going to try and make this work. Um, I'd already been doing Zumba and I was already an instructor of Zumba for about a year, year and a half prior. And my Zumba instructor who I'd started learning under, she really pushed me to, to go in this direction. She's like, you've been coming here for a year. We, you've seen changes, but I know that, that you can do more and this is going to be your year. And she told me that in January and she said, you know, Kate, I want you to just try and cut back on your coffee intake and only have one like sugary drink per week. And then once you feel comfortable with that, cut it back to once a month and then just keep cutting it back. That's going to be the first step. So I did that. And then slowly she said, okay, let's start making these changes, like only drink water. And then eventually I got to a point in about May of 2014 where I just said, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this eight week challenge. And it was clean eating. And I said, I'm going to do it, but I'm only going to do it. You know, if I have the support of you, my Zumba instructor, if I have the support of my, my, my close friends and my family so that when things get tough, like I can go complain and be like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Will you guys please support me and tell me that I can and keep encouraging me. And so I, I made it top of mind and made sure that those around me supported my decision um, which they did. And I have a great community, which I'm very thankful for. Um, and then in terms of just continuing that, you know, I have, obviously I have that network around me, but my, my boyfriend is wonderful and he's very supportive in all of the food choices that I make and all of the decisions that I make to go to class. I'm at a point now where I used to stress eat, which was part of why I had gained weight in the first yep, place. Yep. And now I've replaced that stress eating with, you know, I'm going to go do a workout, get my mind off of what's stressing me out and come out and be a little bit happier, healthier me, and then come home and get right back on working or blogging or, or whatever it is. That's so amazing and such such an inspiring story to hear. Tell me a little bit about how you built a community around the blog. How did the audience kind of build? Did it start with friends and family and grow from there? Or did you make a concerted effort to grow the audience? 
Um, so at first I kept my blog really private. I didn't tell my friends or family. I just launched it and uh, started writing. And then as it grew and I got some people organically finding me and some positive response to it, that's when they started sharing it more. And then my broader friends and family would find it. And so um, I'd say after about a year of blogging, then I started to really uh, get more aggressive in growing my my blog and my audience. Um, it's definitely it's it, you have to build it right they're not just going to come to something right. uh so it does take time instagram has been really the the network that has helped me grow my blog the most that's so funny i was just going to ask you like which network is it that that works well and that's so interesting that instagram does because the link you have to put your link in the bio right for a new post mhm so it's it's yeah. not um, it's not like the most organic to drive traffic and yet I do see in the fitness community it being a tremendous, tremendous driver. Yeah, I would say both in the fitness and the the fashion blogging community. I think that because blogging, especially in a fashion or personal style environment, is so visual, that's what Instagram is, a visual network. Um, You know, that's really what complements it. And then just the ability to... um, search out new people and new inspirations. Uh, you know, that's really what's helped me is by engaging with that community on Instagram and then, and growing organically in that way. That is really exciting. So it sounds like to me, you have the ability to sort of compartmentalize. Like I hear you devoting a lot of time to fitness, right? Working out instead of stress eating, I hear you blogging. I hear you doing a fantastic job at T-Mobile. I hear all of these things. And it sounds like you're really making time for all of it. And it sounds like with very little caffeine. Is that right? (laughs) You have very little coffee. That's correct. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't drink coffee. (laughs) Okay. So do you have any tips or thoughts on managing time? What do you do that makes you able to fit all of that in? Uh, I think I just know how I work best under pressure and multiple inputs and constraints. So I'm a person that if I don't have enough to do, I get really bored and I'd probably just sit on the couch all day. So I probably fill my plate to the max because I know that when I'm under that amount of pressure and have a lot on my to-do list, I'm able to just knock it out of the park. Um, And I'm also you know, at the start of the week on Sundays, I sit down and I make a menu for the week so that I know exactly what I'm eating, when I'm eating it and, you know, get all the groceries that day. I know my schedule throughout the week, like these are the times that I'm going to work out. And I know that I have to make these ones. If I have to miss this class, like I'll, I'll just tell myself on Sunday that I'm going to survive, that I can miss one thing. Um, and so I just kind of have to plan it out and see it so that I know exactly what I'm doing. And, um, what can be missed or moved around if necessary. Amazing. So it sounds like it's a combination of preparation and also really like knowing yourself and knowing that you, you thrive in a very busy kind of lots of things going on on at once environment. Absolutely. And I would also say, you know, having the support of people around me, you know, like I said, my boyfriend, he does all the cooking, so I'm very blessed. Oh, that's awesome. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I'm blessed. Like I know a lot of women don't have that, but I I do have that. and I'm very lucky. And then, you know, I have my parents nearby that if I need to lean on them and say, Hey, can you pick up this package from the post office for me that came for something I need to blog about? They'll do that and drop that off at my house. 
That is terrific. Okay, Kate. So tell us where people can find the blog, where they should follow you. Okay. So my blog is all things Kate and it's just www.allthingskate.com. And then on Instagram, it's also all things Kate on Twitter, all things Kate and on Facebook, all things Kate as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Kate. You are one fabulous social lady. Well, thank you so much. It was an honor. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.